Warning, this show may contain spoilers, adult content, and adult language, so viewer discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to JoJo and the OP. I'm Thomas. And I'm Tokyo Joe. And we're welcomed again with our guest, Billy. What's up? Back for part two of Dead Man Wonderland. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just, I want to come out the gate saying that in the first part of this, I mentioned I listened to a couple of podcasts that talked about Dead Man Wonderland, and I want to just confirm that I sort of put my brain into, like, background noise mode when they were talking past, like, episode three because I didn't want to spoil the show for myself because I was excited to watch it. So I did, I had no idea of what happened. So mm-hmm. I just, it, it, it felt weird to say, talking like, oh, yeah, I watched, I listened to all these podcasts that talked about this show. It's a great 12-episode anime. I didn't know, okay? I didn't know. <laughs> oh man well uh you know let's not forget that this is the show that i picked when you asked me to be on the show but i didn't know anything about i knew nothing about it i just you know i just feel bad for suggesting it (laughs) well it's a good like it's a good suggestion it was a good suggestion i think this is gonna be a great show to talk about and i think that's kind of the fun of it you know once we kind of dig into it but i have to kind of agree with the sentiment there's just some disappointing things in this back half of uh of the show yeah like a whole nother like 12 episodes <laughs> right yeah um but shall we go ahead and go into the recap so we can really dig into the meat of our thoughts and yeah yeah get jump, it out there jump into that recap all right so of course we finished so we did the first six episodes last time and now this is the back six episodes and this episode starts with the director who we known as this mysterious figure. He was all tied up in tubes and nonsense. And we hear him talking to Shiro, and then they battle it out, which cool. And then uh, she makes some comment, or he makes some comment and says, uh, let's continue to fight and kill and die, which I thought was interesting, um, you know, to kind of come back into that. And then we just straight up get confirmation that Shiro is the red man in this like opening scene, like right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so then after that, uh, we go back to the recovery room where we see Ganta and Yo and uh, Minatsuki, and they're kind of talking about, uh, you know, the, the um, what's it called, the red thing, the red hole incident. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah. And they're kind of talking about that, and Minatsuki's kind of like, oh, my brother's, like, actually kind of cool. He helps protect me, and he's done all these things. Um, I'm still a murderer, sure, but, you know, I have... People, I have people that are here to watch for me, and we kind of see a change in her a little bit as, like, this random... Uh, an aftermath of the fight is causing stuff to kind of, like, crumble and decay in the room. Um, we have another flashback with Ganta and uh, younger Shiro talking about a superhero named Ace Man. Um, we get a little bit of some backstory there about kind of their friendship back in the past. Yeah, they run, we runs into Senji again. We get to see Senji again, which is awesome. Or Crow, if... 
that's the name you associated with him better. And I loved this moment here. Senji like calls his uh, branch of sin the Ganta gun, which I thought was neat. Uh, and they kind of have that conversation some more. And then Yo- uh, Ganta runs off and runs into uh, Karako because he's trying to get to to stop the penalty game from uh, getting to Minitsuki. Uh, he runs into Karako, who punches him, knocks him out, and then says, when he wakes up later, it's like, hey, I want you to join our rebellion. Um, he says, I don't really know you. I can't really trust you. And then this rebellion group known as Scar Chain rigs the, uh, the penalty game so that Minitsuki only loses her hair instead of anything else. And that was pretty much episode seven. <laughs> Do you want to keep trucking along and go through the, the others or discuss from here? Uh, let's just discuss. Normally, we do the whole thing, but yeah, let's discuss from here. Okay, I think with these episodes, there's a lot to sort of yeah get into. Yeah, so I think yeah, I think for this, we'll do it this way. Um, just because it's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I want to come right out of the gate and say that the the very beginning of this episode I thought was very cool. It was, was like finally some answers, somewhat. A little bit, yeah. We get, like, a glimpse of answers. Yes. They, like, sprinkle a little bit of answer dust yeah. on the episode. Like, okay, here's a little bit. Yeah. Um. So we got to see some stuff with the with the director. Like, he's standing up. He's battling it out. We got to see some of his moves. Right. Which I was... And then Shiro also... Oh, sorry. I was going to say I was surprised he was a blood user. Shiro just straight up what, decapitated him? Yeah. Yep. He straight up dies. Um. I've got some thoughts on that later. Um, that I'm pretty upset about, but <laughs> keep going for now. Uh, I also think it's interesting that in this intro, Shiro says that she is not Shiro. She says, I'm not the one that likes sweets, which is different than all the other times that we've seen her in her normal self. And we've kind of had this idea in our head for a bit. To me, this just confirmed that there's some other side of her that we don't see very often. Mm-hmm. But but again, we also, in like the same scene, we see the Red Man outfit that's up there, and they reveal it, and it's empty. And she does that. She puts like that mask over her and does that grin. And yeah. just like, oh, okay, already confirmed. We get it in episode seven. I was like, I always thought that was going to be like an episode 12 reveal to us. Yeah. You know, even though we already kind of knew, it just felt like that they were building up the moment where the characters would get to learn that. Yeah. And... We got it confirmed in some dark room with an old guy who we know dies in the next 10 seconds. <laughs> See, I was almost expecting them to go the route of where, like, we wouldn't know until Ganta knew. Yeah. Like, they would, like, hint at it, and we'd be sort of playing around the idea of that she is the Red Man. But it wouldn't be confirmed, and we'd have our doubts until, like, the very, until until Ganta knew. But no, they just threw it at us. In your face. Yeah. Like, here it is. Yep. She's, she's, she's this. Yeah. And we'll get we'll get a little more into that on the last episode because yeah. they get there's that whole scene that was yeah. so then I saw so I thought it was funny you know right after that we get some levity again which was nice mm-hmm. uh, where Senji is trying to like he names his Ganta's blood branch of sin the uh, Ganta gun and Ganta's like can't it be a little cooler than Ganta gun <laughs> yeah all I'm gonna say my note here for this is just Senji is so damn cool yes yeah. Ganta goes up to him and he's like, "You're odd." And he's like, Psh. "Yeah." He's like, "Whatever." Yeah, I wrote down. I like how casual he is about losing the eye, 
And then I also had to write down, uh, take a note about um, him taking a tree to the head and just being like, hey, I really liked your headbutt move. <laughs> yeah. Um, just, again, a very centered character, which is really funny, you know, ironic considering his whole dead center thing. But, I mean, he it's true to him more than anybody else. He, like, has his morals he has his ideals and he sticks to them mm-hmm. um and but he's a likable character in this show with a lot of unlikable characters i i gotta say senji is probably my favorite yeah 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 shiro is a very close number two yeah. but i think senji's my favorite yeah we finally get we finally get that sort of back a sort of backstory <laughs> where like yeah shiro and ganta grew up together in like a hospital environment with a bunch of experiments going on yeah something. yeah and like Ganta's mother was like one of like the main doctors or something. Your guess is as good as mine. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> I I just wrote that they were growing up in a facility with experiments and stuff. Uh huh. And then they got this wannabe Resident Evil dog attacking Shiro. Oh, and poor no, he was attacking Ganta, and just Shiro just broke it. Backbreaker from the top rope. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Um, I. The most I got out of that was the, um, again, this whole idea that Shiro's been protecting Ganta for a long time, mm-hmm. but as well as the, the Ace Man thing. She's Ace Man. Yeah, she's Ace Man uh, in more ways than one, because Ace Man outfit is almost verbatim the Red Man outfit. Mm-hmm. Which I got conspiracy theories about that. Like, that's like her alter ego due to these experiments. Yeah. She's sort of, whenever she's needed, she's Ace Man, and that's like the Red Man, and that's the backstory we got. So everything works. Everything is connected. We know everything uh, now. Yep. And then uh, let's not. Okay. Here's the other thing too. I'm gonna look real silly. Um, yeah, I already look real silly now uh, because <laughs> episodes. Our last episode we recorded, I said how much I really liked Yo's character and how I was really excited to get to see what he would do the rest of the show. <laughs> and he shows up in episode seven, and then nowhere else. Literally, he doesn't show up again the rest of the show. <laughs> And he's painted as a perv. Yes. Uh, Sister-loving perv. True. This episode, we got a lot of fan service. Oh, yeah. We sure did. Because then we got Makina, I think that's her name, and her uh, cohort, whatever. She yeah. was, Makina was mad. And they yeah. were putting on those little outfits very sexily. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just strange. It's it's one of those animes where, like, fan service just, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. And that's, that's Yeah. It does, but it doesn't. Like, it doesn't fit the way they did it. No. Like, there are other scenes where, like, it sort of fits the show, but, like, that scene, it didn't fit. Right. Yeah. And I've I've got more in that. Yeah. In one of the later episodes that I was very upset about, but. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was two I can think of, but, yeah, later episodes. Yeah. One for sure that stuck out in my mind pretty heavily. Um, But then we did get something cool. We found, we got uh, Mr. Genkaku, who shows up. After they're kind of talking about the Scar gang. And he's this, like, rocker dude with these, like, wind powers that the Branch of Sin didn't work on him. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we got to see kind of this new this new threat show up. So he, he was cool. Uh, and we get to see more from him. Uh, but then we also met uh, Karako Koshiro, uh, the vice leader of the Scar gang. And then Nagi Kang- Kangamane, uh, who had the, the mechanical voice. Owl. Right. Yeah. He owl. was the owl. She was the waterfowl, I think. Or yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Owl. Yeah. Owl. I gotta say, about his voice, at first I was confused. Like, I thought I was having some hearing issues. Yeah. 
and then I was I was making notes about it. I was like, sounds very robotic. And then I realized that oh, it's supposed to sound like that. But I I, I kind of noticed to me that instead of making it sound robotic, it was almost like they just put like a reverb on his microphone as he was talking because mm-hmm. it wasn't constant. Like sometimes it actually sounded normal, and then yeah. other times he'd have <laughs> that robotic verb to it. Yeah, it almost made me wonder because like for those maybe don't know so this studio was already in bankruptcy as this show was airing and it makes me wonder if they committed to that for the first episode and they just hope we wouldn't notice later but that that effect went away very quickly very quickly oh yeah um and honestly probably for the better of like a spoken show because he talks like a ton throughout the next few episodes mm-hmm. but it was still like it was supposed to be like a central character idea that they just very quickly abandoned for one reason or another yeah, very disappointing. Yeah, because I, I had the same thing. I thought it was like, I thought I was having issues or something mixed, messed up the editing in some way. But then as I was watching through the episodes, I noticed he just, I mean, the speaking tone was where it should be, but it just felt like they ditched the uh, the sound effect that they yeah. put on, or like the filter they put on. But that's pretty much like where that episode kind of ends again with the uh, the rigging of the, the penalty game. Yeah, and when we had that one guy, uh, the smart dude. Oh, yes, Rokuro. Hey, we're introduced to him, and he's always sitting there just like, twitching and fidgeting and the whole time i'm just like what is up with this dude yeah like this dude weird yeah i didn't like him from the get-go it it just automatically screamed bad guy to me but um yeah i'm sorry i'm moving ahead but like the monk dude was insane and i gotta say i was like oh shit is he firing prayers from a gun because yeah. <laughs> it went into like this cool animation effect, which they do a few more times later on with the psychedelic look, and it literally looked like he was firing prayer words. Yeah, but no, I, I, I yeah, it's revealed not too much later, um, but it's just an electric guitar, and I was like, okay, I don't know why we have to have this dual vibe. Could have right. committed to one or the other. Um, <laughs> right, yeah, like a monk or a bard. What are you? <laughs> That's not a multi-class that people do. But yeah, I don't know. And also, I was just like, I still have so many other questions with the main plot. I was like, are we really throwing in another villain uh, yeah. in episode yeah. seven? And it's like, sure, but... Not just a villain, a whole new, like, steer, like whole new, like, section of villains. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, not only do we have this regular inmate, and, like, now we have these sin users, but wait, there's more. Yeah, and then, yeah, right after that is when we get the rigging of the penalty game. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for this episode. We kind of ended right after the the penalty game and the fight with uh, Ginkaku. Yeah. So then the next episode comes in, which is called uh, Scar Chain. And that's this is really where we get to find out most of what Scar Chain is about. Uh, it's kind of another backdrop episode. But Gonta is saved again by uh, Shiro. She, like, jumps in and, like... I think she breaks Ginkaku's guitar mm-hmm. when he comes in, and then she just leaves. Gonto's introduced to the other men of Scar Chain, who are basically this like rebellion group that wants to break out of not only break out of Dead Man Wonderland, but reveal all the uh, tests and experiments and everything else going on uh, to get the government to shut down Dead Man Wonderland. And basically, they're whole all trying to. They're like, there's this inspection. That comes to Deadman Wonderland once a year, and it's one week. And so all these different groups are like planning their escapades for this one week when normal prison operation is kind of off. Machina is, you know, 
uh, trying to figure out what's going on as well. She's also like, oh, it's inspection week. They won't stop me from doing what I'm doing. Then, oh, Gonta tries to tell the Scar Chain folks that uh, blood magic doesn't work on these people that uh, Genkaku is a part of, who we now know are called the Undertakers. Um, they're like an anti-dead man branch, um, so they have their own powers. And then, so, uh, Ganta says that, and then the rest of the group, thanks to uh, Ryoku, Rikoku, whatever his name is, Rikuro, about his name here, uh, Rikuro says that it's not truthful, and he shows them a video that shows that Genkaku just dodged the attack. It wasn't that it didn't work, he dodged. And then... There's some more heartfelt stuff between Gonta and Shiro talking about the Ferris wheel. More of that kind of humanizing sections that, we, that we've come to know and love here. Gonta joins Star Chain officially and is like going to... Uh, they're, they're starting the breakout. And we find that not only is Rakuro, he's immediately revealed as a bad guy. Like, immediately. Um, we also get this scene where they're being chased by uh, Necromacros, which is an acid-spewing robot that chases them and Karako stays behind to help the others escape uh and those are the major events of this episode i mean that's how we like end that is like what's her name getting just shot down with acid yeah, yeah. she got a cool power though good for defense yeah. yeah she's able to like use her blood and sort of harden her body so that was pretty cool yeah i liked i liked that a lot i want to start off by saying that at the beginning of this episode it was very confusing because Shiro appears and Ozma runs away right and then right after that uh Yo's laying on the ground and he's all like of course he ran there she's the real monster and I'm like he knows something he fucking knows something what's going on yeah. and then you don't ever fucking see him again because on the last like episode was it episode six where uh they were doing their or five or six or something like that, where they were doing their plan. Yo and Shiro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's when he re he saw her true self. He saw her like just wreck that stuff. Yeah. But uh, so I think he was hinting at that, but well, what's weird to me is like, yo has seen all these other blood power users just decimate everything that's in their path. Right. Um. So it's weird to me that he would think, Obviously, he thinks it's kind of weird that Shiro is that destructive, considering how she is as a character. But I also made a comment that I was like, did he see something else that we, the audience, didn't? Mm -hmm. Or, like, is he just that scared of her power? Because, again, we've seen many people of not the same power level, but, like, honestly, not that far off as far as, like, killing power. I mean, hell, even uh, Yo's sister is capable of a lot of damage. So yeah, so I also had this thought of like, what is it that he knows that might be different from us, the audience, that would make him want to say those things, but also not enough to tell Ganta. Right. Because he was definitely holding back because he just decided not to say anything about it. And I just, I was like, okay, so this is going to be like this point of tension uh, between these two characters, hopefully. And then no, Yo just ends up at the infirmary for the rest of the freaking show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's just gone out. Never to be seen again. <laughs> we had so much hope for him. Right. Oh, man, and, I'm so disappointed in that. And so then they cut to the uh, Scar Chain's uh, bar hangout, which I'm like, man, they are sure living it up for prisoners. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, just chilling in a bar. Ugh. 
uh, Rokuru shows up with the flash drive, and he's just like, oh yeah, here's the shit we need. Yeah, it was, it was he was so suspicious from the get-go. Yeah. Like, he didn't even have to explain how he obtained it. He was just like, oh yeah, they just made it difficult, but here it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I think a lot of it comes from, again, this. we only get 12 episodes. They're trying to push this plot through. I think if we would have had, like, an episode... I would have loved just like a not a filler episode, but like an episode where we get to see these characters in their normal day to day. Right. Because we just didn't get that. And so I yeah, I'm with you. He like immediately seemed suspicious. You know, at first I was like, maybe he's just a little weird. Uh and then just the way his mannerism, I was like, okay, no. <laughs> this is not going to go well. And then one more thing I noticed, besides them just having a comfortable bar in the, the prison was that while they're in the bar, uh, Shiro whips out this pudding cup. And I was like, hey, you want to eat this with me? And he's like, oh, that's rainbow pudding. Like, you can only buy that on the outside. They don't sell that inside. And everyone around hears this, doesn't say a thing, don't acknowledge her. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, I just wake up every morning and there's a pudding cup waiting for me. Like... Who yeah. gets that kind of special treatment? Nobody cares? Man, and that, that's that been one of the things we talked about even in the first half of, like, everyone just kind of ignores Shiro. Oh, yeah. Uh, to, like, a detrimental degree of, like, she just does whatever she wants. The prison guards don't care. The prisoners don't care. Uh, literally the only one who pays her any mind so far has been Ganta and that random bartender. <laughs> Yeah. Like, even he was, I mean, he had a suspicion too, but he, I mean, what was he going to say that was going to matter? Everybody else heard it too. Um, and then also, I, I did like the touch that it was like, hey, when I wake up, there's always a pudding cup. And it's like, oh, okay. When you wake up, there's pudding. The version of you that wants, that doesn't want sweets is leaving the pudding cup. Yeah. And this is the point where they start their plan on this inspection that happens about what, every year? That was one of those things, too. I was like, why hasn't this been attempted before? If some of you guys have been here for literal years of your life, and you know about this every year, the plan seemed really easy. Well, I think the point was to try to do it when there's government officials around. That way, if anything goes wrong, it gets exposed to the public. Yeah, for sure. But why didn't it happen last year? Or the year before? You know, that's kind of the thing. It's like, if it's that easy to break out during... Because the only reason they got caught is because of uh, um, one of the Undertakers being in the Scar Chain group. That's the only reason they got caught in the first place. And before we get too far, we also had that scene with the promoter, and he was, what, playing... uh, He was bowling with someone's head. Now, about that scene, like, sorry, Billy... About that scene, one more goddamn thing. Like, God, it's so dark. Why does it have to be so dark? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's so, yeah, it's so dark. We saw the twins again. Mm -hmm. Um, They didn't say anything. They were just there. We don't see them again, ever. And again, this character that we thought was so important, this director, we get introduced to him you know, behind a, you know, a black screen. We don't really see him. Then we get to see him. 
Then we see him and Shiro fight, and then he's just perma-dead. Yep. Um, and I thought, because they mentioned, uh, the director said with Shiro, like, let us fight and kill and die again. It made it seem like they've done this before. But the director is just dead, like, permanently. <laughs> As mm-hmm. far as we know, I don't know how the rest of the manga shakes out, but well, he's just gone, and that skull is there for a very long time. And yeah. one thing is, is you might have a point there because at the um, scene where the director is trying to give her the the pudding, and she's like, "I don't like that. I'm not the one that likes the sweets." You see the director's face dead on, and he's got like mm-hmm. a scar running from top to bottom and left to right, like his head had been sliced clean in half one way and then the other way so maybe yeah. they have tough to, tough to say because i know nagi has uh the same scar around his neck well i think that was when they uh removed his vocal cords for losing the fight against his oh, wife probably yeah that makes sense but but uh, and yeah i don't know who's to say i i could see him coming back in like later sections of the manga but I was just so disappointed that that's all we got of him. Right. Ever. Because they made him seem like they hint that he was going to be such a big deal. And they were like, oh, whatever. We don't have time. Just kill him off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, that's all I've got on that episode for now. <laughs> well, I liked that the group of The Undertakers was made up of a bunch of people that were deemed impossible to rehabilitate and few survived the correctional program quotations. And then, um,. I did also like when Crow heard about Shiro fighting against, or not Shiro, um, Ganta fighting against uh, Azuma, and he's like, what? I didn't get to join this fight? Do you know how yes. maxed out my slice gauge is? Yeah, that was awesome. But yeah, and then yeah, yeah. they get this plan going into effect, and uh, yeah, the fucking bot melts one dude, and then... Kuriko saves them by holding the bridge while getting hit with acid. What a way to end the episode. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just kicks off right away in episode 9, where it pretty much picks up right where that one left off. We kind of get a little bit of, like, a backstory thing of uh, Kariko and um, Nagi, where we kind of figure out, like, why she ended up joining and kind of her disposition towards the group and her little pendant... Uh, she carries on her, and we get to see a bit of like Nagi's optimism mm-hmm. and uh, hope, you know, I which I really appreciated. Uh, again, in these as rapid fast as these episodes are, it's kind of nice to when we get a moment to slow down and like appreciate a character, right? And we and we get that with Kariko and Nagi here, um, but we notice something is off. Nagi says he's trying to get back to the outside so we can see his child. Um, and the picture's in his pendant, uh, and we don't get to see it, but Kariko looks at it, and she's, like, mortified at what she sees. Yeah. But she ends up deciding to join as a result. Yeah. Then we get to see uh, Nagi uh, in the, the elevator switch room with... Uh, Rokuro. Gosh, Rokuro, thank you. Uh, and they're, like, kind of talking, a lot of talking, not a lot of movement for a bit. And then all of a sudden, we see this uh, this little girl show up. Mm-hmm. Um, with like a Buster Sword whip thing, and she's like, "Bad children need to be punished." And we get this pretty cool action sequence for a bit with all the, with uh, owl's eyes floating around and exploding because mm-hmm. they're like trying to clear out the room. 
uh and then we get to see that really nice animation with the 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 whip sword with this uh poor little second grader <laughs> right right and again she her weapon as well has uh the they call it the worm eater where it's the stuff that dispels the uh the branches of sin so it's not even that they have the power to it's that their weapons do um so they they have some way of making anti dead man weapons and then we get this like really awful torture scene I this was one of those ones I was like I get why it's here but it is not for me um where she's talking about like well I'm not allowed to kill you but I will torture you as long as I can by whipping off bits of flesh so that you subtly you know bleed and feel pain and etc and we basically get like a flashback that shows that that's what was happening to her more or less uh not so much the flesh ripping but the torturing um that her mother would torture her whenever she did something wrong or perceived as wrong nagi does this cool thing where he like basically insults her in a way and she like goes on a rampage and like cuts his arm off uh and he takes the arm and he throws it at her head getting some blood on her uh but then the, the arm is just there somewhere else and he like uses the just the severed arm to activate a, a blood bomb that explodes the girl away and then he like grabs uh rikuro's face and slams it in and is able to pull the switch um, before he's taken. Uh, but I thought that was badass. Uh, in a scene that I didn't like very much, I thought that was very cool. Um, but then Nagi makes a call to the hideout because Ryoku told him that the, the chip was actually a bomb, uh, the data chip uh, that they were trying to get to the outside world. And then we see Mockingbird in the hideout as Shiro tries to go talk to Ganta, and then Shiro makes her way uh, to where Ganta is. And that was pretty much this episode. Like at the end, she throws the the data chip. True. Yes, she did do that. Uh, she t- grabs it and chucks it into another room. We'll get to that, but dude, that little girl. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was. <sighs> Her name is uh, Daida Hibana. Yeah, because you got Owl just like, oh, girl, are you lost? Like, dude, how stupid are you? <laughs> right. Yeah, I just. I... Why would a second grader be? Down here in this hidden jeep, do you? Oh my gosh! It yeah, was... I I wrote down. I can't believe Nagi is going for this cute girl ruse, and then I wrote, "Here comes the betrayal." I just, yeah, I don't know why anyone trusts anyone in this place. Um, like it's bad. Like I thought it was bad enough that Ganta was fooled as bad as he was. Uh, in his, uh, it was like episode five with Minitsky. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was just dumb. <laughs> yeah. I just, she didn't even put on an act. Like, she wasn't some crying girl saying she was lost. Like, she was telling him what was happening. And he's just like, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go deal with this important lever that I really need to pull. Uh, and then we'll get you out of here. And I'm just like. But that weapon, that weapon is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It was like uh, a combination Cloud Buster sword and the sword that uh, Ivy uses on uh, Soul Calibur. It's a it's a whip. Yeah. Uh, again, made of this uh, worm eater material that dispels the the branches of sin. Yep. Which begs the question. I'm just gonna throw this out here right now. Why is it more of the prison made of this stuff? <laughs> right. Like, what stopped like a door? You know, like make it make a door out of it. Some of it, it does, doesn't seem like it needed that much. What are you doing, guys? <laughs> yeah. 
I also needed to point out, like, I said, I, I wrote down, man, the women in this show are really sadistic, even the little girls. Yeah. Mm hmm. Because she, she was, she was a number, especially with that scene. Yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, so we had that whole scene, and yeah, out, that, probably the best fight we'd seen at this point. Yeah. Just owls moves, and like, it looked really good. I loved how he ripped his arm straight off and just, like, chucked it at her head and just... She's yeah. like, wait, what? And it just smacks her and bounces off. She's just kind of freaking. And, like, the music during the fight? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. Yeah, I also really liked... Whenever uh, Nagi was talking to her about just being an, a, a child and not understanding the world fully, that whole... The, the typical spiel. Mm -hmm. Um the camera angle they put her at with her eyes real big. Um, and you can kind of see the, the twisted. Yeah. Um, they do it a lot in like attack on Titan as well. The snapping. Um, when they're like, yes. And so I just thought it was really, really good for that particular scene. And then again, to get the flashback of her, um, as a child, it makes, I just wish I, and it's permeating throughout the whole series. So I just wish I had more time. Yeah. To, feel anything for this character other than wishing I knew more. Right. I, my thought was like, okay, here we are, episode 9, okay, you're giving me a flashback for this character. I'm like, okay, yeah. we're at episode 9, there's three episodes left, why? <laughs> yeah, I had the same thought. Every time they added something new, and I'm like, guys, this has to wrap <laughs> at some point, like, at least somewhat, you know, uh, you know, this is what, to me, when it was very apparent they were trying to amp for a season 2, because they just kept throwing all this new stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I, I still don't see how this season wraps satisfyingly at this point. Right. There's too much stuff that I just don't see it coming to a satisfactory ending. Uh, and we'll get to more of that later. But I was just like, more stuff? Like, can we solve a, a problem, please? Like, one? <laughs> just one. And so, right. okay, I love how... He manages to deceive her and use the arm bomb to blow shit up and also flying arm to uh, Rokuro to uh, stop him and he gets the switch pulled, right? So yeah. everybody hops on the elevator and they take it all the way up only to have Ozma waiting for him where he just rains bullets down and everybody dies except Gonta. I, I watched this scene a couple times Everybody around Gonta drops dead except for Gonta. And then he's sitting there. He kind of falls on his ass and, and they're all surrounding him. And then it cut back to the scene with Nagi and whatnot. Then it cuts back to what's going on with Gonta. And he's somewhere else being slapped by the bartender like, Hey, come to your senses. Take this chip and protect it with your life. And I'm like... Yeah. Everybody died. I watched them all die. How the fuck did he get out from being surrounded? Where did the bartender come from? What yep. the yeah, fuck? I thought that was so weird. I didn't even, like, I had to pause too. And I was like, how did he get there? It was very, yeah, weird. It made no sense. And they just left you with this, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I had to rewind it several times. Yeah. Just needed, like, a frame of the other characters scattering, you know, right. to, like, make that scene work. But, man, yeah, you're right. That was so weird. And then he gets bodied immediately. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like, all right. 
And then they surround him again, and they're like, oh, okay, it's time. Time for what? What do you mean? And they just leave. I mean, I, I know what it's for, but it's also like... Why? It's the supervillain thing of like, why did it have to be that way? They could have just finished him off there, but they had to do it the supervillain way, um, and they just walk out. Uh, there was another character that got introduced that I'm pretty sure we only see like one more time. It's like the big guy that was mm-hmm. thrown off the mountain. Yeah. And they give him like a whole backstory for like five minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, it's irrelevant. <laughs> Completely. Yeah. Because, yeah, the next episode he's gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Shiro appears after they leave. And she's like, oh, yeah, uh, you got that you got that data chip? Thanks. Throw it in the fire. And they're just like, what the fuck? Not after there was an explosion, because there was an explosion behind her. And then they're right. all mad, like, you threw that chip, like, did you not see it explode? Tell me a, an electrical device you throw into a fire that explodes like that. Like, that door went poof. Well, the thing is, is the room that they were in, there was a scene prior to that where a guy was lighting another dude on fire with a flamethrower, and then the dude was reaching for a box that said flammable explosive. So that's kind of what I thought was going on with the explosion. I didn't. See I didn't that catch at all. that. I instantly was like, "Oh, that thing was a bomb." And then yeah, next episode you got gone to like, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, I, let's just hop into it because it kind of just goes into it from there. Uh, the rest of these episodes are kind of rapid fire. Yeah. So yeah, so I had a similar thought because the episode, the next episode starts kind of picking up. It backs up a little and then continues. Where yeah, Shiro chucks it in there and then it explodes. I didn't see. Because that room had been on fire for a good amount of time at this point. I think that's where my suspension of disbelief goes a little shaky of like, you know, I would assume that somebody throwing something in, slamming the door, putting their back up to it, and then a huge explosion coming out is like, I would at least assume that that was something had something to do with it. Yeah, that, that's fair. And I just, to at least a, like a question, they didn't even ask. They didn't question I think what gets me more is they just, including Ganta, uh, who has no right to talk to any other character that way, or talk to any character that way, as he gets ass saved every three seconds by somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just have, I, I hated that, um, this whole section of like, he didn't even let her explain herself, not that she could have, because she's Shiro, but just, and he slugs her over oh, it. yeah. Yeah. I was yep. like, what do you, where do you think you have any right this, at all? Yeah, this episode just made me hate Ganta because this whole time he's just been this just whiny, cry character. And it just, at this point, like after this, these events later on, he's just even more cry in the, like the end of this yeah. episode. And I was just like, dude, I'm so done. I'm tired of you. Yeah, and I'm fine with that character trope, but I was just so, like, he's afraid to hit anybody mm-hmm. right. in this show. Uh, he's afraid to use his blood powers on anybody. So the first person he actually does take a swing at, a physical swing, is Shiro. person's been saving his ass this whole series. Yeah, I just, and like, just out of nowhere, it felt like, and... They kind of justified it later as he was talking about, like, you know, he felt like he had this huge responsibility and he let Shiro literally throw it away. But man, just the not even a chance to explain, respond or explain or anything. I just thought that whole bit was so out of left field and pretty dumb. 
especially from the one character that wants to see the good in every single person. Yeah. Right. From the from the other members of Scar Chain, that's the reaction I expected. Yeah. But from Ganta, like that should have been a scene where Ganta had a rift with Scar Chain, uh, and not with Shiro. But yeah, I don't know. But we get them all back at the base, and then yeah. uh, what's her name's alive, and we're like, all right, cool. Then yeah, then the crazy smart dude. Don't remember his, I don't remember these names. He comes in. He's just like, my bomb. You how how'd you know? And they're like. Oh, a bomb! Gotcha. That was so stupid. It's so dumb. Like he didn't come in with a plan to finish the job. He was just like, "I'm gonna spill everything because I'm the the smart supervillain who has to say his plan out loud." Well, I I think he was under the impression that they had figured him out, and that's why they survived the bomb. So he's like, "Well, if you know, there's no point in you know pretending anymore." Yeah, right. but he didn't do anything after that. He didn't bring a gun or another bomb or some other way to like reverse his plan. As someone who, as he's like a, you know, his whole bit is about calculations, right? So even in his mind, he knew there was a very small chance that they would survive that bomb. Like, I think he said like 0.17% or something like that. So yeah. a man like that would generally have some sort of contingency. And to see him not have one here, in the, you know, 15 minutes of characterization we've gotten out of him, I was just like, they just, he, just, he just got tied up. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. Before the best scene of this anime, we did have a couple of situations. We had uh, the new director having an interview with one of those government officials and basically finding out that the government's in on it. Mm-hmm. They want this stuff. Yeah. And then They're... we have the saddest cookies I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Well, at least the saddest scene with cookies I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She was Shiro eating the cookies. She's just depressed because Kanta punched her. Yeah. Right. And she's like, oh, but he likes these ones, so I don't eat them. But then she's like, eating it. She's like, mm, I'm going to eat it all. See, you, you said cookies, and I was actually thinking back to that scene where it, it was the director having the meeting with the government soldiers. But prior to that, Machina and the other soldier girl were trying to download some data. Oh, yeah. And then uh, they showed up, and they were hiding in the teddy bear, viewing out of the eye holes. And uh, the Machina had her boobs pressing against the other girl's face, and she was just yeah. loving it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought you were talking about when you said cookies. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> no. cookies. No. Shiro eating the cookies by herself all sad. But then, uh, yeah, so back two at very the... different scenes. Yeah, two very different <laughs> scenes, Joe. <laughs> but uh, back at the bar, we're introduced to that big dude and the weird creepy dude. And we get their backstories like, OK, whatever. And they're like these ultimate undertakers, blah, blah, blah. And then we just have slice. Right. And Senji's just like. Man, I told you if you're gonna fight people, let me know. And they're like, uh, well, you just you just took out the two baddest ones. Well, he was like, which ones are the strong ones? And everybody just points down at the dead bodies. And he just instantly wiped out. No, I love it because Senji's cool. But I'm also yeah frustrated at yeah. how strong Senji is. But yet Ganta <laughs> beat him. Sheer luck. It definitely, yeah. I think it was more like he saw something in Ganta and he liked him, so he let him win at this point absolutely. because there is absolutely no way Ganta could beat Senji in anything i don't think ganta beats anybody in this show no <laughs> to be fair every fight he has quote-unquote won has been due to somebody else mm -hmm. it's kind of like um i don't know if you guys have uh, not the same idea but like final fantasy 10 
mm-hmm. where like Titus is not really the main character. He's just along for the ride. Yeah. That's how Gonta feels to me, except at least Titus was useful. <laughs> right. Truth. Um, I actually made a comment about that because like later in the episode, Gonta's going on about how useless he is and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, I mean, I am glad that the main dude isn't OP like they usually make them where he discovers his powers and then suddenly he can just beat everybody except maybe one dude later down the line just to keep him in check. But I'm like, Gonta really is kind of pathetic. (laughs) Yeah. Gonta discovers his powers and still has to get his ass saved. Right. Yeah, he he just has, and I, again, I I imagine later on in like the manga or something, I bet he gets massive control over his powers and he turns into an ultimate badass. But we don't see it. <laughs> yeah, like ever. Two other things. The one thing, um, Owl, what's his name? The monk is like injecting him with something, trying to make him oh, an undertaker. Yeah. And oh, and then uh, yeah, at the end of this episode, we have this mysteriously figure again who we get we figure out is the mockingbird which is another um sin user who vanished out of nowhere disappeared yeah. gone no one knows where he's been which we get a little bit of recap in the next episode senji is training ganta yeah they have their little training arc ish if you even want to call that training arc um but mockingbird shows up and like fast as fuck yeah. senji mm-hmm. is like on nerve and mm. then he licks senji his blood and later on we see him using senji's blade yeah big hint for later that doesn't pay off (laughs) yeah um i do want to mention something real quick from the previous episode uh, before we hop into the next one so when after they saw senji demolish those undertakers um they tried really hard to get him to join the rebellion uh and he was like no i'm good this world makes sense to me Mm -hmm. but the whole time i was thinking but isn't his big motivation to beat the next biggest bad? Wouldn't this be the best way for him to do that? Yeah. Like, I don't know. They didn't even try. Right. They, they were like, they were like, please? He says, no. They said, pretty please? He says, no. He goes, oh, okay, I guess he's never going to join us. <laughs> right, right. One other thing I wanted to notate from that episode as well is with the Mockingbird. I don't know if you guys noticed, but when he was talking to... um shiro in the room while she was eating all the cookies um he sounded like ganta and i noticed that his voice kind of changes each episode because when we get into 11 when he shows up and he's talking to shiro or i'm not sure ganta he sounds like shiro yeah (laughs) i didn't notice that one that closely um but that would make sense given their name yeah yeah so we have a Shiro running into his whole little like I'm tired of crying speech and I want to be strong train me and Senji's like well you suck so I guess we can try <laughs> yeah I wrote down ooh a crow training arc in the final two episodes <laughs> doubtful <Yes. laughs> I was I was like no way uh, I will say this did s- surprise me and I'll give it that he didn't learn like anything he learned a thing one time yeah <laughs> he didn't really learn anything in this training arc um he just just a- after again almost going to the point of anemia oh yeah. that's how i do it i have to almost yeah. die to learn this which i i get and i kind of appreciate to an extent of like he has to really dig deep down in order for his powers to be meaningful you saw it coming a mile away of course like of course he's sitting there for gosh knows how long you're just like okay uh oh they mentioned anemia okay give it two more shots and he's gonna be almost dead and then he's gonna do it yeah and that's exactly what happened it's it's you know it's your dragon ball power up whatever (laughs) you know it's it's inoffensive at best 
you know? Right. But still, it's just like, oh, he did a thing. And Crow is like, oh, yeah, that's right. I remember why I think he's strong now. It's because he can be. Yeah. Just doesn't. And then we get, like, the worst scene of this show so far. Because we have the stormtroopers and the monk having Shiro and what's-her-name captive. And, like, yes, it was a very um, risque video they showed of us like mm-hmm. well yeah even before that uh, i want to talk about before that oh okay. yeah i thought because the whole thing was like well first off the chocolates that shiro was eating was filled with liquor yeah which whatever <laughs> uh, i'm along for the ride at this point but like i don't know why that was their decision but whatever uh she's talking to mockingbird and she's like i'm gonna go punch gonta which i thought that was perfect i was she's like i'm gonna go punch him back which I think is a great motivator for as for her character specifically to like go back out and start looking for him. And then she drops down into this patrol where Carico is disguised as one of the um, stormtrooper looking guys. They never gave that group a name because those guys weren't undertakers. Yeah, no. But and then she's talking and then Carico speaks out loud um, and gets caught immediately just instantly the monk comes out and is like what's going on and he she explains the situation and she gets kicked in the head right like he's just like I, I know that voice and just oh it's just one of those things i'm like i'm glad somebody pulled this trope and then like broke it like this but i'm also like you are in a precarious situation no matter what you do and you made the worst possible decision just the way they held him captive though in that yes. scene like, unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. <laughs> Absolutely unnecessary. You change anything about how that scene looks, and it's the it's better. <laughs> okay, this was one of the two scenes I thought you were talking about. Cause this is, yeah. Yeah, this one was bad. The The first one, the other one, was um, previously where um, it was Shiro, Nagi, and Gonta in Gonta's room. And Shiro is on Ganta's bed, and for some goddamn reason, she's just doing all these very unnecessary poses. Yes. Yeah, and I forgot about I, that. I, I, I wondered if that was what you were talking about as well, because they were they were fan service, but they, it was unnecessary, just the way yeah. that she was just writhing around on his bed. Yeah, that one was bad. For a different reason but this was just like obscene for no reason right you know just because they for those that aren't gonna watch the show and are just listening to this they basically had a uh, carico then they like lifted up her shirt and like had her had a gun like on her boob and then one of the other guys was holding on to like the back of her pants like they were gonna rip them off and i was like what is this right this is awful <laughs> It was, yeah, it, it didn't need to be like that to convey the message. No, like, they were just prisoner. That's all it was. They were just captured. Like, they obviously ripped the stormtroop armor off of her. Yeah, yeah. Don't know. It's just like a weird, a weird decision that I vehemently disagree with. <laughs> but, and they had that, like, broadcasted all throughout the G block or whatever. So they have gone to, like, I got a saver who's already almost out of blood. Right. Barely walking. And then, of course, we have uh, Minatsky. Minatsky come in for like, oh, eh, I'll save you real quick. Ah, so many times these characters show up for one little scene, do one little thing and then leave. I did like getting to see her because she like redeemed herself in this one moment, which was awesome. But I just needed more. Um, I liked, you know, they showed her like haircut, you know, because they took her hair from the penalty game and she like starts to feel emotion again, which is very sweet. 
payoff just wasn't there because she just like saves him once and then says, okay, see ya. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> and then at the end of the episode, we have a little bit of Owl. And he's mm-hmm. gone, well, he's gone uh, sane. Not insane, he's gone sane, is what the monk said. Yeah. Well, Shiro jumps in. They they all appear in this room, you know. And um, Gonta manages to get the stormtroopers away from the girls, and he gets them out. And then fucking, what, what was it, little girl shows up? Yeah. And smacks the shit out of Shiro's legs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, yeah, it was brutal. It was so fucking brutal. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. And then, and then, yeah, Ozma's like, "I'm going to start this gig of despair," and he starts playing what I personally thought was a badass rock song. Oh yeah. And then the doors open up behind him, revealing the black room, and it's like, "Oh shit, what's in there?" You know, and mm-hmm. it's it's Nagi, and yeah. he goes nuts, dude. It is, it's epic what he's doing. It's it was it was animated very well for the yep. crap they've put out for this show so far. It was animated yeah. extremely well. The music with it was great. Like and it it was it was it was a really good scene. I liked it. Yeah. But of course then you got Gonta like, no, they're all like, Oh no, this is not you, blah 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 and like Gonta's just getting wrecked and wrecked and wrecked trying to get through to him and he got saved by the power of friendship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's cause he heard the bell start ringing from what's her yes. name. And then it like sort of clicks in his head, and then we get a little bit of the backstory and very standard kind of stuff. But again, very cool. And I will say, as much as you know, we've been shitting on Gonta, who deserves it, but that there is one thing he's good at, and that is not giving up. Yeah, uh, right. And sticking to his resolve. Typical and, anime. Yeah, but I would say even like more so in this case, he just is constantly getting beaten down he just like refuses to die mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially in a world where people are dying left and right uh and i i do like that that is very well personified in this scene of like he's not good at much but he can take he can take hits and he'll continue to take to take hits um you know to to save his to save his friends right because nagi was going to attack uh shiro who was down on the ground with her broken broken ass legs and um, right before the hit connects, you know, it shows Gonta taking the hit and then just like blow after blow. It was insane how much damage he took. And he just kept getting up like, no, nope, nope, you're not going to hit her. And she's like, I don't want you to do this. I'm not going to forgive you even if you do this. Yeah. Very powerful moment. Mm-hmm. Man. And then it's immediately followed up by some of the worst sequences of the show. Just awful. Then we get through all that, right? And then uh, Nagi snaps out of it, whatever. And then Nagi and uh, Kakaro kind of have their moment. Also, we see the pendant before this as well, and we see that there's no picture in the pendant. Yeah. Basically saying that he didn't really have a child left. Uh, we found out that the director was using, like, putting put the baby in, like, a test tube. Yeah. For something... Who knows what? And so they have this beautiful moment where they're talking, blah, blah, blah. She gives uh, Nagi a hug, you know, all that. And then Monk just blasts Nagi in the chest and is like, see ya. Stabs her with a sword. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He stabs, stabs Kakaro with the sword. Yep. And it's like, sorry, I can't let you be happy. This is how I save people. And then we get like a five, seven minute backstory on this guy from his past in the Red Hole incident. Which, gee, what, then, like, when he's coming back into, like, his, 
like into the real time all the like the buddha symbol stuff that's just like popping up behind him it was it was pretty epic yeah i gotta say that sort of return to reality was pretty dope but mm-hmm. yeah then he just blows the freaking hole through naga yeah so it's just shiro and ganta left and we do get this cool scene where ganta's like you know he activates his anime powers yep we see this red crystal bit pop okay. up on his face you guys see shiro's leg like glitch back together yes because uh, she stood back up. Yeah, she did, like, during one of the scenes, like, her leg just sort of glitched back to normal. Mm-hmm. And then just, yeah, then they do their weird, like, twin-powered yeah, red marking. Because Shira's face lit up, too. It reminded me a lot of uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3, uh, like, the Demi-Fiend uh, face stuff. And so he, Gonta charges up, his crystal charges up, he gets, like, one big powerful blast and just nukes the monk. Oh, yeah. And then all those other prisoners, including uh, uh, Karako, she leaves, as well as some of the other prisoners that didn't die in the process. But then we find out that Yo and Ganta and Shiro stayed behind for some reason. We don't know why, but they did. And then we see that we see Ganta and Shiro on a rooftop and uh, Shiro is singing the lullaby, which I will say she has a great singing voice. Her voice actress, whoever was doing the, the singing there. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. And then Ganta's like, hey, I know that lullaby. Yeah, Ganta's mom wrote it. Oh, well, that's weird because I heard it when the red man attacked the school and killed all my friends. Huh, I wonder why. Show ends. Yeah, so that was that was the 12 episodes. And don't forget, the there was that scene with Mockingbird using the, the crow blade. Oh, yeah, yeah. And talking about wanting to get a taste of Shiro's or um, Ganta's blood you know and i'm like oh so he Uh can copy through the taste of blood but where the fuck is this gonna go because it's over yeah so yeah for those of you who don't know the studio who made this went bankrupt and the anime never continued it's not that this was a 12 episode anime it was that they just could not finish it and no one's picked it up yeah i did see that there was an ova the ova was just a senji backstory Ah, boo. Yeah, it has nothing to do <laughs> with the manga or the anime. It's just a Senji backstory. They knew who the best character was. I looked into the manga. There was 58 chapters. The anime ends on what would be about chapter 21. So there's like, what, 37 more chapters? They could do. They could have done maybe another, maybe two seasons, if they did it right, of this show. But one thing I learned is that there is a prominent character in the uh, manga that the anime didn't show yet. In the manga, it's they're relevant through like what we've seen, and they come even more relevant. But we did not see this person in the anime at all. Wow! So they screwed up big time. Wow! Yeah, I I have a lot of thoughts <laughs> on this show as a whole. There are you can see where this show would have really shined. There's some really great storytelling tools in here. There's some really great characters. The when they got to the action sequences, whoever whoever their animators were. They did an awesome job, uh, even knowing they were going bankrupt, <laughs> you know, and had to Oh yeah. Had to work with what they had. But man, the the storyboarding did not stick the landing. No. Dude, there was a lot of times where I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I this sh- this season alone, I they should have doubled. And again, I'm not a producer. I'm not looking at the money. This is just hindsight, whatever. Ideal world would have been that this season would have been double its length to flesh out all of these characters, uh, give them time to to last and have an impact. 
Because there was no point getting attached to pretty much anybody but the main characters because they were dead in the next episode. Yeah. Or just don't show up anymore. Yeah, it was a little disappointing on that end. I mean, you guys got anything else to touch on before we jump into the fun stuff? <sighs> there are so many... There's so many questions that I, I just have at at the end of this, and I'm just like, so what's going on with Mockingbird? What's going to happen with that? Who is Shiro? Why did Ganta and Shiro grow up together? Why did Shiro glow when Ganta did the final attack? What was the Red Hole incident that started this all? What about Shiro being the Red Man? What the fuck yep. is going on? There are so yeah. many questions. You said what? There's like 30... I'll probably end up reading the manga. There's, yeah, there's, uh... They stopped at 21. There's only 58 chapters. Though, from what I was seeing, people recommend restarting the manga because of that character that's introduced that we don't see. Oh. So I'm probably going to read the manga. I'm just like, how important could that character have been that it's prominent in the story for the manga, but not prominent in the anime at all? Oh, that's what I was reading from what people were saying. Like, yeah, just you'll have to reread it because there's a character they didn't introduce that should have been. Hmm. Yeah, there, there's enough questions. And here's the thing, you throw another character in on top of it, and it makes me wonder right. how, how many chapters were cut, you know, in between episodes. But like 38 chapters, I'm looking at how much we got. And I'm thinking, 38 chapters, is it actually is it actually going to solve all the questions? Does it actually hit an ending that feels satisfactory, you know? I hope so. I don't know, because I feel like most of the time as the show continues, you just keep adding. But then it's also like, what maybe was in the manga that's not in the anime, too? Right. I, I actually right. didn't read any of it, so I'm not 100% sure. There might be, maybe the manga's a little more fleshed out. Yeah, that's kind of it. Just missed, missed potential. Mm-hmm. For sure. Some quest some questionable decisions throughout the the story itself. Man, this when when the stuff is good, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what makes it all the more disappointing. <laughs> uh even even though the show not continuing is hardly the 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 anime's fault. Uh you know, it's the the studio went bankrupt and 12 episodes isn't going to save a studio more or less um generally. Yeah. But even then it's it's kind of a hard sell. Uh, even even knowing that, uh, even putting that, like telling people, hey, it doesn't end. But, you know, there's some shows where I'm like, it's still worth watching, even though it doesn't finish. I, I don't know. I'm sort of conflicted. Like I did in like as many complaints as I do have. I did enjoy my time here. I glad I watched it, though. I am going to have to read the manga now because I do want to know. Like I am intrigued with this story and I want the answers. So I am going to have to read the manga because I got too many dang questions. That's going to bother me. Right. Yeah, it. It seriously, like, it's one of those, like, you gotta at least watch it one time just for the experience, but it's not something that I would openly recommend to people, like, oh, you wanna watch something? Why don't you go watch Dead Man Wonderland? Exactly. Yeah, it, that, that's more what I mean by, like, hard sell. It's it's can be a little bit on the gory side. It's got some sexual themes that aren't really necessary. <laughs> um, it's got, you know, the story doesn't end the pace is a little weird like i'm like i'm glad we watched it and it's fun to talk about but definitely would not be one i'd be like oh you've got to check this one out you know it's no it's no like angel beats or you know any of those other shows that are you know 12 24 episodes mm -hmm. that have this sort of that knew what they were doing when they got into it or knew they were going to get to finish their product right well all right go ahead jump into uh least favorite scenes uh, I, I'm going to say the captive scene. It just, it was so, it could have done it so differently. Oh, yes. 
Yeah. I I just that was like the worst scene in my face. Like it could have done been done so much better. Like mm-hmm. it could have been portrayed in a way where it was less creepy and it seemed more like, oh, okay, this is serious. Yeah. I also gotta say that every scene where it was fucking dark was the worst <laughs> scene. I, I swear to God, like, they made it so dark. Like, I've seen yeah. other animes where it's supposed to be portrayed there in a dark room, and they were able to do it where I could still see what the hell is going on. And this one, I didn't even realize she was crying while she was eating the cookies until she started making the <laughs> crying noises. Then I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, I get it, but... Like, what the fuck? It's so dark. Yeah. I think aside from the kind of the obvious ones we've already talked about, I, I honestly think some of the, in the last like two episodes, some of the backstory scenes, I don't hate that they're there. I hate how they were handled. <laughs> yeah. Because like in the beginning of the show, we had a couple backstory scenes. I think um Mitsuki's or Minitsuki's backstory section was really good it was really well fleshed out it was happening during like in and out during the fight with ganta really well done and really made you feel for her whereas a lot of these were just like oh yeah we need to tell these guys we need to tell the audience about these guys for like three to four minutes and then so that they can feel bad when we kill them off or so we can give them a motivation instead of just being an evil guy those two undertakers that Senji just wrecks instantly. They're like, oh, let's give them these backstories just so they can die two seconds later. Right. Like, we had more time with them on their backstory than them actually in the show. Yeah. But they, they could have just been villains. You know, like, I, we don't always have to justify why a bad guy is a bad guy in these kinds of things. They can right. just be a bad guy. Like, I felt no feelings towards their backstory. Like, it did not change the fact that they're just going to die. Right. You know, or even like the character, like, a, you know, that that monk was more or less the big bad of this season mm-hmm. by the end of it. And we got one little bit with him. And if I would have had that, you know, three, four episodes ago, um, as I watched him, you know, innocently murder or, you know, murder innocent people or um, be very sadistic in his methods of saving people, I think that motivation would have been a lot stronger by the end. But the fact that we got it, like, right before he got blasted into oblivion, just very strange. So that's my answer of, like, worst scenes-ish, you know, except for the super obvious ones that I think can just go on their own little bubble. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Favorite scenes. Ooh. I liked when uh, Crow just shows up and slices the two dudes up, and then he's like... Hey, I told you if you were going to be in a fight to invite me. Now, where are the strongest ones? And they're just like, right there. You you, you killed him. And then, sorry, I, I would just say any fight scene. Yeah, uh, I would actually also say that scene with Crow, uh, Senji. Because I he has the most characterization in this whole show. And so I just, I there's one of the few times where I had like a visceral reaction to something in this show that wasn't discussed. And I just, when he was like, again with you, when he was like, where's the strongest one? Um, it just hit, you know, like he is the anime protagonist, actually. Yeah, I you agree. Know? And I, I thought that was, you know, I laughed. I thought his stuff was cool. I, I liked his power the best. Uh, the way he fought with his powers was my favorite. So, yeah, I, honestly, pretty much any time Senji was on screen. That's, yep, Senji. Anything with Senji, I'm there for. I did also like the owl when he went sort of nuts. He was badass. That whole fight scene with him, crazy awesome. That's all I got for favorites, though. Just whenever the fight scene would start and the animation changed, it was amazing. Yeah. All right. Did you guys manage to get any quotes? I did. Oh? How about you? 
Uh, not really. I, aside from the Senji one, we've said like three times now. <laughs> That's really the only one that got me. Um, the ones that weren't, other than the ones that were like, I wrote down for like, oh, this foreshadowing. Yeah, I I found three. Um, and a couple of like, they really just sort of like, okay, I, I'm just gonna have some just to have some. Like I after watching, I went back and like looked up quotes from the show because I like I I got at least have a couple ready. It, it was so hard to find anything quotable. Uh, what do you got, Joe? Well, for episode seven, I got the part where uh, Gonta is with the um, Scar group, and he's like, first you hit me, now you need me." And this is like right before he walks out. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. And then. It was uh, Azuma at the end of that episode. He goes, I'm a super monk, and I've come to read from the scriptures. But you know, <laughs> before I start reading, I'm going to need you to die. I'll start by saving your soul first. That was, that was pretty dope. Yeah, that was good. How about, how about you, Tom? Uh, I have uh, Mockingbird when uh, he's talking with Shiro, and he's like, We humans are irresponsible and sneaky. They'd rather put the blame on others and let them suffer. I'm like, I mean, yeah, he that's yeah. right. And then uh, I got two from Ganta. One was during his training thing when he went when he walked in to talk to Crow, and he's just like, "Once I become stronger, I want to. I won't have to be this miserable. I want to be strong enough to punch out the pussy I am." <laughs> I'm like, right. that's funny. Yeah, okay, I get it. That that redeemed him a little bit. Was that yeah. in the Was that in the dub or in the manga? This was sub. I was watching sub. Okay. I don't. I didn't. I don't remember him saying that. It's like yeah. it's what he said when he walked in to do the training arc. Yeah, I him. I know that scene. I just I didn't. I must have missed it because I didn't hear. I didn't see him say that. But I love that. And then uh, the last one I have is that at the end when Gonta is like talking with uh, Owl. If you can't see what's important, then it's because you're too ashamed to open your eyes. Nice. That's what I got. All right. For episode eight, uh, it was Gonta after uh, he got kind of rejected or whatever from the Scar group. And uh, he said, I never said I was joining anyways. It's not like I trust you people anyway. You talk about breaking out of here, but all you do is slack off. I'll excuse myself. Mm -hmm. Like, damn. Yeah. And then, um, let's see. For episode nine, it was when uh, Karako was taking on that Necrobot. And she goes, you want to know my wish? Like I'd tell you, moron. And then it <laughs> blasts her and she hardens her shell and she goes, my branch of sin can be used for defense too. So even if his hopes are but a mirage, I'll stand by him. That's my Yamato Nadeshiko spirit. I thought that was pretty tight. And the thing was, is like, I just realized that she said his hopes are but a mirage. I almost wonder if that was kind of in reference to the pendant that was empty. Probably. And then the uh, other one was, um, it's when Nagi was fighting Daida. And um, he goes, she goes, I won't let you do that. And he goes, you sure about that? And then he goes, shouldn't you deal with that? And it activates the blood power bomb. And he goes, be careful not to let your blood rain down, little girl. And then, let me see, I think I had one more. Oh yeah, it was at the end. It was um, when um, Gonta unleashes his final attack on um, Ozma, And uh, just as he's trying to move out away of the bullet, Nagi grabs him and holds him in place. And he goes... I'm your guide to hell. And then uh, Ozma says, so you're my salvation. And then they just explode. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that scene. That was a pretty dope scene. It was. Yeah. But, all right. Least favorite character from this ser uh, these six episodes. Hmm. It's tough because most of them didn't stick around very long. Yeah. 
I think I hate uh, the smart dude the most. Oh, Rokuro. Just because, like, he was just so scummy. And, like, so he's one of those, like, oh, my, I had it all calculated. And it was, like, everyone else was, like, okay for me. Yeah. Like, he was just, like, the worst, I felt. Yeah, I can get behind that. Because even though he, you know, was the conniving one, he also didn't do anything. Yeah. He just, like, was the worst villain. He literally got tied up and, like, left (laughs) there at the, near the end. He just, like, like, oh, I'm so smart. I can hack things, but then had no fit. Yeah, easy. Just dumb. I can agree with that, but I was also just thinking, if all these people in this special unit were in the G unit, uh, that means they're blood users or sin users. What was his power? didn't really see him have a... Well, I don't know that they all had a blood power. Because, like, the guitar thing that wasn't really like a blood power i think it was something else i think he was just used as a spy oh okay so because he was part of the uh the undertakers i think he was just used as a spy okay if that that's my understanding because like the undertakers don't have they weren't compatible with the blood power yeah which he can't even be compatible with the blood power but yeah no i'm definitely backing you on him being the worst all right cool the uh best character Senji. <laughs> Doesn't Without even a competition. Yep. No, he just... Uh, and I'm real sad that my boy Yo got hospitalized the rest of the show after right. I made such a strong case for him last episode. <laughs> he was good, though. Like, he, he deserved it. Uh, but he did... Then uh, he just disappeared on us. Yeah. So, but I mean, Senji, he, he's just, again, unintended. He's a, he's a centered character. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's about. He's funny. He's strong. He's easily the strongest character we've seen so far, like, he's, all the time. He's the only one that's trained Ganta at this point. Yeah. Essentially. He, he's, yeah, he's he's the mentor figure. He's, and he's, honestly, they're the longest. <laughs> yeah. Aside from our, uh, aside from uh, Shiro and Ganta, like, we see Senji, like, in a more active role than most of the other characters, um, despite the fact that he refuses to join the group. Right. Yeah, he's he's just the most well-defined character in the show. He is. The only others that I would have any any even, like, argument for, potentially, would be, like, the Mockingbird, just because it was a very interesting, unique character, and I want to know more. And I feel like there's at least, like, a little bit of potential there, because of the little bit of influence he had without even really being there. And then, of course, we have, like, Owl and the Monk, because they were both sort of relevant near the end, and had, like, a lot of this and that, but none of them compared to Senji. <laughs> yeah, Nagi is close. Um, Owl is close. You know, the I, I don't know what it is about anime and like death games where it's always this balance of hope and despair. But I really liked, I really liked uh, Nagi's the way he led the Scar Chain group. Mm-hmm. Um, and by extension, I really liked Karaku as well. Again, my complaint is that we had them for three episodes and we didn't even really see them that long in those three episodes. Uh, and Karako decided to like immediately ruin her disguise, and that put a bad taste in my mouth for for her. So those characters are close, close seconds. But I mean, hands down, it's it's Senji. He's just so funny, powerful. I was just thinking that it's funny that uh, I I wanted to vote for him as best character last <laughs> round. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I yeah. definitely can agree with all of that. I just. I also think that it's a little amusing that um, when Mockingbird showed up and licked Sinji, I don't know if you noticed, but he did get a bunch of goosebumps all up and down mm-hmm. his arms, and he blushed. Yeah. 
And I, I'm just like, hmm, he does have this thing about girls, so maybe he doesn't know yet. Yeah, I, I had wondered if there was even maybe some history with those two. It seemed like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I had other questions after that. But of course, we don't we don't get to know. Of course. But yeah, definitely hands down, he's the best. All right. Well, that is our review for the second half of Dead Man Wonderland. Um if you want to know more about the show, read the manga, because there is no more show. <laughs> so, out of a ten, what would you guys give it? On its own, I think I would give it a seven. It's entertaining. The story is interesting. I can't really fault the studio for what happened to it. As a standalone, you know, season, I, I think it's a seven. It's got some lows. Uh, the pacing's weird. And there's obviously some decisions I disagree with um, that we've talked about at length. but. You know, it's worth the watch, and I wouldn't say that about a five or a six. So I think just my my own center has to put it at like a seven as like an okay. Yeah, I'm conflicted. It's be somewhere between a six and an eight. It, it just sort of depends on how I'm thinking about it. So wow, you guys are a lot more generous than I am. I, <laughs> I'm giving this a strong five. Like it is that's, middle listen, of the road. Fair. That's fair. I just that's fair. Well, yeah, because, like, we don't get a good ending. If you're thinking of this as standalone, we don't get a good ending, this and that. But, like, I'm just so interested. Like, it is interesting, and I, I really enjoyed what I watched. And I would, if there was a second season, I would watch it right away. Like, if they somehow brought it back, I would be on it. So, like, that's, that is the only reason I'm putting it so high is because I did really enjoy it. Minus the negatives and the and non-no-ending situation. And that's the thing about it with me is that, like... When I'm weighing the pros and cons of it, they pretty much even themselves out. So it's not like I like it a little bit better than I hate it or I hate it a little bit more than I like it. It's literally right smack dab in the middle for me, and I, I just have to go with a five. Yeah. yeah. I, this is one of those shows where if we got like a, you know, we have Full Metal Alchemist and then we have Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. If we had like a Dead Man Wonderland Shippuden. Brotherhood, <laughs> yeah, or whatever, <laughs> where it kind of resets and tries again, I think I think the story is intriguing enough, and I would probably watch it, which is where the seven comes in. I think with some slight tweaks to the pacing and uh, some of the some reshoots of some uh, other scenes, and I think we have a pretty pretty decent anime on our hands. But yeah, as as it stands. That's kind of where I'm at with it. So I, I agree with you pretty wholeheartedly there. Missed opportunity. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Well, Billy, thanks for joining us again. Thanks for finishing up this anime with us. Um, you guys, if you're listening, make sure to go follow him. He has, uh, what, you're on uh, Twitter, Twitch, podcasting yourself. Yeah, true. Uh, so if you enjoy hearing my voice and uh, talking about video games, I have a, a podcast that you can find on Spotify or Anchor, whatever it's called now. They keep rebranding. Mm-hmm. podcast for spotify at whatever called games parlay uh where matt and i talk about video games i'm sure by the time this goes up we have a tears of the kingdom spoiler filled uh review matt's been playing persona 5 uh so we have uh, an episode up there by the time this comes out talking about uh his experiences with persona 5 as a non-jrpg guy of course a bunch of other stuff talking about emulation and those kinds of things some heavy hitter topics but also if you like hearing my voice and just in general, I do stream on Twitch, Billy the Game Goat, twitch.tv. Been playing through Sea of Stars, uh, competitive Pokemon, other random nonsense I find on the internet. It just kind of depends. 
Yeah. And I'll have all those links below. As always, you know, if you're listening, join our Discord. Links below. It's uh, it's popping. Uh, of course, you know, we have Joe's streaming on Twitch. I'm streaming on Twitch. Uh, a lot of other stuff going on. You know, you guys know the routine. Links are below. So just get that link. Get all the stuff you need. Find us where you want. And uh, yeah, if you're not a weeb. Why are you here? <laughs>